0: This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now we or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles, you name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page to keep up with all new events coming at the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. everybody welcome back to okie podcast and on this episode i have designer angela how choke cherry creek hello how's it going
1: <laughs> good staying busy oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well thank you for coming on and i really do appreciate your time and um so, are you, like, where is Choke Cherry Creek based out of, I guess?
1: Um, I'm based out of um, Billings, Montana, which is about an hour from where I'm from, uh the Crow Reservation, Crow Agency, mm-hmm. where I'm from. But, yeah, we, we live in Billings, and so I operate my business out of Billings.
0: And you're from the...
1: I'm from Her- the Crow Reservation. I'm enrolled Crow, and mm-hmm. then um, my mother, my dad, he passed away, but his he's enrolled Crow, and my mother is um, enrolled Blackfeet. So I'm of Blackfeet descent. As oh, really? Well. From yeah, from Browning.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then so I was doing like a little bit of homework on you, and it was your it was your mom's business. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my mom inspired me because she's, uh, she went to school for, um, well, sewing and textiles and all of that. But she did, um, was part of fashion shows, like in the 80s, when she was going to school at Montana State University in Bozeman. That's about two hours from here. And I went to school there too. (laughs) So um, I'm a graduate of Bozeman, but Um, My mom, in 86, they did some fashion shows and kind of a thing on the side that they were doing, and um, she kind of put that away for a while, but her brand name was Chokecherry Creek, and the area of Bozeman is original Crow Territory, and so um, there's an area there, there's a a creek that goes through, and they call it Chokecherry Creek, the Crow's name for the area of the creek is Choke Creek and my mom liked that so um, it was my great grandpa who was like telling her the story and she was looking for a name for her brand and um, she just like really liked that so kind of stuck with her so when I started I was like I want to use that name Um, and it was even before I started doing clothing um, I was just beading and like selling earrings and stuff and I'm like I need a, a name you know so I started I said, "Mom, can I use that name?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." So, I started using Choke Cherry Creek Designs.
0: Dang. That's pretty cool. Uh I mean just the like, I guess the legacy of that name. I mean, cuz I I was doing a little research and I found some stuff and uh I I was interested on how that even became, but it didn't give like a time frame of when your, I guess your mom started that, but you said in the eighties, late eighties.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. Uh, and then she went, you both went, you both attended, uh, what'd you say?
1: Montana State University.
0: Montana State University.
1: Yeah.
0: And Um, you went for the same thing.
1: (laughs) Um, no, I actually went for business. I graduated Mm. in business management and I have a daughter who just graduated from there. So three generations from Montana state university, (laughs) but yeah, we have a, she definitely leaves a legacy and uh, well, she's, she's still alive, but my grandmothers are the ones that taught, my mom taught me to sew. And then my grandmothers taught me to bead. So that's my passion is beating and sewing. And that's just kind of how I started out like doing regalia um, for my husband dances and my kids and teaching my daughter to bead and um so that's just my passion and i it i started doing some designs for my husband's merch and then i wanted to have something of my own and so that's when i started um doing clothing and i mean i've done clothing i've like even in the seventh grade i made um i went to a really small school and i went i got to go to prom <laughs> and i made my own prom dress in seventh grade so i've been sewing and doing you know I've been beading since I was about 18, 18 or 19. I started small and I just, I always have a project. So it's just a passion of mine that I really love. And so now I'm incorporating my beadwork into my designs. And it's been one year that I had my first fashion show. So one year ago, well, not even quite a year, but April, April 15th was my very first fashion show last year here in Billings. And it was at the Big Sky, um, we called it the Big Sky Women's uh, Fashion Show and Gala. And this year it'll be again, but it'll be called the Big Sky Indigi Fest. And that's like two days, um, workshops and then a fashion show. So I'll be part of that again.
0: Wow! and that was your first one just a year ago, your first fashion show?
1: Yeah, my first fashion show.
0: What yeah. was that? What was that like? like because, well... I mean, it sounds like you've been doing everything for a while now, but I mean, to do a fashion show, because I mean, fashion, I mean, it's getting so big now in Indian country. I mean, it's like, it's blowing up, you know, and to have our own fashion shows and everything. It's incredible to see just our own people with like their own designs and their merch and uh, the things that they're coming up with for other people to wear. And then it's like so new to me still, like, because growing up, man, I never... I I don't think I, I don't know. I cannot remember like when I even heard about a fashion show. Maybe yeah. I did, but I just didn't know what yeah. it was.
1: Or you see something on TV and you see all these looks that look weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> what do <laughs> you think of a fashion show? I don't think of, I think indigenous fashion shows are so much cooler. <laughs> How we yeah. incorporate our culture and dancing and the music and like everything. But yeah, um that show was like very emotional. I, I wanted to honor my grandmother as my mom. And so I named my first collection honoring our mother's collection. So I launched it, um, in May. So it was like about a month and a half after the show, I launched the line, but, um, and then I came out with another line. So I have two collections and now I'm working on another one spring collection. And this is, uh, am wearing a sweater that, um, part going to be part of the spring collection coming out in April. (laughs) I have a a busy, busy year ahead. Well, I had a busy year. I did like, I think, 11 fashion shows throughout the year. And this year I have about, I think I canceled a couple. So I think I have like seven or eight for 2023 so far scheduled. But yeah, it's blowing up definitely blowing up and it's just I it's just so awesome it's fun it's it's amazing to see all the elements all the the people involved all the makeup artists and the models and you know seeing them go far too through fashion it's just like it's amazing to see and be a part of
0: exactly uh was that the first like you said last year so was that the first like fashion show around your area at that time was that the very first one or had there been like maybe here and there
1: no there's been um there are quite a few in our community actually who um, do fashion who've been doing um fashion shows and um yeah we we have a lot actually in our community like the crow community there was 12 designers and they weren't all from here but most of them were from here so with that show that I did back in April uh, um, last year uh, I don't know the number but there was a ton of, of designers that were part of that show it was really awesome and amazing to see and so there I'm new and I'm like just starting but there's been people who have paved the way for for me you know who inspired me to do what I'm doing and and I've had nothing but like amazing support for my community and so much love for my community um this last project i just did i designed a dress for the whole basketball teams um although while we have like the lodge grass indians and they and the Harden bulldogs and they both have their colors are orange (laughs) so i designed some orange dresses for them so um it's amazing to see the support and have the support from my community and from even the other designers and stuff ever since i started there's there's a
0: lot here yeah that's a. Uh, I love the support too it's uh because it's here here in Oklahoma as well like we have we've had some fashion shows here and I mean it's always just like I, I don't ever see any drama or like any kind of like crazy things happening within like the fashion world uh at least not that I know of I hope there isn't any but yeah. <laughs> I don't know but I mean but I it's just like you know it's the same thing you know like it's pretty new here and i didn't really know if it was like where it actually kind of maybe started at because like i said like i say sometimes like oklahoma's kind of the last place to actually do some stuff because i don't know just like i guess the location of it and everything but like with reservation dogs it's helped a lot Mm. it's helped a lot of like traffic come through here and then like the Oklahoma City Thunder team as well, like, that's helped a lot, and then, like, I mean, just, like, a lot of, like, representation here, which is not fashion, but, like, art, and, like, just other, like, TV shows or movies or um, just music, I mean, there's so much, like, things happening here in Oklahoma, and it's so different when I was a kid, and it's really great to see, like, just how much, everything has grown just not even here but I mean everywhere like you're seeing all this stuff and social media helps so much yeah because you see other tribes other cities other towns and you see like what they're doing and what they share about like like you like that's how I well my wife found you and I was looking at your stuff I was like dang man she's got some dope looking stuff on her uh, website
2: (laughs) and and I mean
0: like just seeing you and like even like uh, Rebecca Jarvie and like um, dang always like blank on names Jessica Harjo um, and I mean like just seeing all these like you know great designers getting some shine and like putting their work out there
1: yeah and being in spaces where they never were before you know like New York Fashion Week Paris oh, Fashion Week yeah like I'm going back. I'm going back to New York, <laughs> and and it's gonna be on a bigger stage, and I'm so excited because I went last year, and I went and I got to do a fashion show there, um, at this kind of a smaller venue, but it was still awesome and everything. Um, and I got to go to some attend, you know, through the week of Fashion Week, and it was my first time ever, out of, even at a Fashion Week at all, <laughs> but. I didn't even know what it was all about, but it was so exciting. And when I got there, I'm like, there's all these fashion shows going on. So me and my daughter and my two friends who are makeup artists, um, we all went to a show. We got like the second row and it was it was just so cool to see. It was this huge show, it was at Sony Hall. The fashion, I mean, the show is amazing and the fashions themselves are like amazing. And they were all like people of color and it was so cool. And I was actually crying, like, oh, my God, I want to be here. I want to be on the stage. Like, I want to see my people walking down. I, I can just see it. I can see the beautiful Indigenous models. Like, they need to be in that space, you know. And I manifested it because they called me. <laughs> they asked me if I wanted to do a show. And I was like, yes, yes. They actually asked me to do it in February because they do fashion show weeks um our fashion weeks two times a year February and September and I said no if I'm going to bring it I want to really bring it I want to be ready so it's, it's September when I'll be going back but I'm going back to where and when they called I was like so emotional like crying but it's amazing because it's I'm, i've been inspired by others and i know i've insp- i'm inspiring people and i i see people in my community who are so talented i'm like you can do this too and i see all these models who are just amazing i'm like you can be in those places too it's for you too you know I, that's that's the goal like to see to see our all of our communities like our, the members of our communities in those places too and succeeding it's just like so awesome
0: yeah you're right i mean that's any any of this is you know achievable anything yep. is like you can do anything that you really really set your mind to and that's why i try to like take, i say that to you know to different people that want to try something but maybe they're afraid that they'll fail like the first time or like it just won't go their way but it's like i mean that happens i mean that you have to just do it you have to do yeah. it and see what happens and like if you fail like that's that's cool. Like, because then you can bring it back and reevaluate it and just like try to understand why it failed. Or like, you know, like with design. Like, I'm trying to learn how to sew. I'm trying to learn how to sew and I'm trying to learn how to make some like crossbody bags.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: it's like I'm having a time with it because uh one, I had just have like a, I uh I guess an older version of a sewing machine, but you mm-hmm. know, I work with what I got and it's helping me learn. If I do get a newer one, and I don't know how to do everything and manually do it all that stuff, and it's a learning process, and so, but it's it's hard because um, I can't really get the straight lining right, and my my thread keeps like jamming up inside the <laughs> the I don't know the proper names for everything, but my <laughs> but my, my my um my thread always gets jammed up, and I always have to oh god. And I try, I almost get frustrated and stop and I'm like, <laughs> you know what, man, let me, let me try to figure this out and <laughs> let me try to unclog it and try to do it right. You know, try to do everything right and ask questions and watch YouTube, but, yeah. you know, but that's the thing too. It's like, like you said, like you, anybody can do it. They just have to, you know, do it. They have to decide like, yeah, it's pretty scary, you know, because you're putting like your artwork on fashion like you're actually being vulnerable and like and that could be scary too because it's like well what if no one likes it or what if like everybody thinks it's a stupid yeah. you know? that's yeah. the thing too it's like well that shouldn't even matter you know just do it
1: yeah that's my journey too i have a lot of self-doubt like i'm crying like before i did the first fashion show i was like i can't do this what am i doing <laughs> And thank God I had my daughter to help me with a lot of things. She's helped me do like um, build my website and help me with my, oh my gosh, everything, but oh, got me going, got me started actually. <laughs> and just a lot of the other designers too like help me a lot. And I try to help people, but yeah, that self-doubt it's like, we're our worst critics when it comes to things and other people are like, no, it's good it's good but yeah and I'm kind of a perfectionist too but I hear you about the YouTube videos I'm like I still struggle I'm not a, like a total professional but I do my best <laughs> yeah I gotta watch videos too so <laughs> and I don't have a fancy machine yet
2: <laughs> good. but I will <laughs> not I had them.
1: everything set up at my table like When I started, I had everything at my kitchen, my dining room table and everything's like in the corner. And I like, I finally, my, one of my sons, my adult son moved out and we moved one of my, my younger son into his room. And then I used the extra room for my craft room, my first ever craft room. So it's helped me to be a lot more productive, (laughs) but yep, you do with what you, what you got, what you can.
0: yeah that is so true what were your like self-doubts about like what were you what were you thinking about when you were doing that
1: Uh oh, just that I just couldn't finish in time and the stuff I made wasn't going to look as nice and my designs weren't good or you know I did the colors people weren't going to like it
2: mm-hmm. but
1: um, pleasantly pleasantly surprised that everybody really loves, has loved my stuff that I sold out several times and had to restock <laughs> to now where I'm like, I am I have some stuff in stock, but I'm like, I'm not going to restock anymore because I got to make room for my, my new uh, collection. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are still asking. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Thank God for the option of um, doing pre-orders. Cause I haven't done that yet, but Oh, it's one one item, but I might I might do that again because people are asking for the the hoodie that I had the blue and the tan hoodie. Oh yeah, yeah. So I might yeah
0: that up. yeah. Well, how much time did you get, or how much time did you have to
2: finish these things for that first fashion show?
1: oh uh, let's see. So, my friend Cora, who's was the producer of the show and who's been doing shows who's going to produce the show at res this year in las vegas she um she told me like in july of that year and then it was like december when she was like i really am going to do it are you you know kind of confirming with me are you are you gonna are you gonna do this and i was like yes i am so that's when I had like from December till April to, and I had like 12 looks. And some of them were the ready-to-wear line, and then some were like couture. So the couture stuff is like the stuff I sew, the you the one of a kind items, you know, the gowns and stuff like that. And then the ready-to-wear is like the stuff, the hoodies and the dresses that I have, you know, um. Put into production, I guess you could say. So I had some of the stuff were ready to wear, and then some were um, stuff that I made.
0: Is it always twelve items? So it's is it is so, it six couture and six like?
1: No, no, it can be whatever. I mean, a lot of shows are like. It depends. Um, I've seen like where everything was ready to wear in New York, and then some had everything that was couture and sometimes the fashion um director or producer will um they'll ask you to do you know and there's some some designers that don't really sew um stuff they just design the stuff and have it made so there's different differences in you know what you do as a designer i guess i'm still learning i didn't even know the difference <laughs> before <laughs> but, um yeah, when my mom did fashion, she did all was all couture. She sewed everything. And um, it's really cool. I love to mention that um, one of the other designers um, from where I'm from, from Crow um, Brocade, she launched her line before I did. And um, she's the one that really inspired me because she's a beater. And she incorporated her beaded designs into her, her I mean, it's not new. I mean, there's a lot of people doing that, but um, it just really inspired me when she did it. And our mothers went to school together and um, studied, you know, together and they were in the same cohort and they're both put on fashion shows together back in the (laughs) eighties. And now we're, we're doing fashion and fashion and have done fashion shows together.
0: Long line of fashion right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool to yeah. have something like that, to look back on, you know, like your mothers did it and now here you are doing it here. I mean, do you remember like any stories of how it was back then?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually modeled for my mom and for her mom. Really? <laughs> I was a little girl, but now I'm aging myself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah I, I actually modeled as just a little girl modeling dresses for, for them. Like for conferences or just for like little events. Like they just did a few. They didn't like do it, you know, it wasn't a long time, but because there was no social media, people don't know about it. So I would, I want to, I want people to know. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. That's
0: true. I mean, you got to think back to that time. Like, yeah, there was no social media. It was pretty much all yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, I guess newspapers. Yeah. No email either. And No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a TV spot.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm sure that was very expensive to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: And luckily my mom saves everything and she has like all these pictures and um, newspaper clippings and everything. So my mom has all that.
0: And that's cool.
2: Yeah.
0: That's cool to, to like, I mean, just to how you walked for her and then. Now you're here creating your own stuff. And just to see, like, like I, like I said before, like the whole like growth of this industry for, you know, natives and indigenous people. And I mean, just like how it's, how it's like, I know it's still new and it's interesting to think about what else there is to look forward to within like. The fashion world of of our people I guess like like I'm like curious to know like what's next year gonna look like like what like what where are we gonna go next like what's the next thing and how is it gonna get even better you know I don't and it's like interesting to see that and then just to see like the people that are in it right now like this, the designers right now and I and I wonder like who's going to go where and you know what more can can everybody do you know and what new designers are there going to be because i know like you said you know like we try to encourage everybody to if you want to try fashion shoot do it you know you might you might have a, a an amazing outfit you're trying to do right like but you might not know how to do it and i always say like try to find somebody to reach out to you know cuz youtube is only so much but it's always cool to like reach out to your people out here and say man you know how how would i do this or how how easier would it be to do this mm-hmm. and you know like don't be afraid to ask anybody a question or something you know but i know everybody's busy and i know it might take a while for everybody to get back to each other but still like that's like what i always try to say too is like just ask somebody if you can if if it's possible
1: yeah yeah i know i through the years i i really enjoyed teaching others to bead whenever i had young people at my house or whoever i'm like i'd get everything out and be like let's try this and i some some of the like neighborhood kids when we lived in crow they'd come over and i'd get them started on beating and stuff <laughs> and we'd even have we'd put on powwow music and have them dancing around <laughs> i i love that i love to share
0: yeah same here i try to help as much as i can man beating though uh is that like when you first started beating was that very hard for you or did you kind of just catch on like
2: naturally
1: um well it was kind of hard because my grandmother was such a perfectionist (laughs) and her beadwork was so like perfect and she she had this um medallion and it was like halfway done and she gave it to me and gave me the beads and said okay you finish this and you match it to my design and I took that out so many times and redid it and redid it till I got it just right but I had to I had to, you know it took a lot of practice but I always tell people who are beating, um And not everybody's gonna love it, like it's a meticulous craft, you know, and you have to have patience. And for me, I I just I love it. So it's like a therapy for me. I guess I, I love it. And if I'm not beating for a while, I I miss it. But um, I always tell people if you start, it's not gonna be perfect the first time, but the second, you know, the second project you do, it's gonna be even better. I mean, the same thing with sewing too. Um, and the next time you do it, it's gonna be even better and better and better. And if you really like it you're gonna you know you'll keep doing it and you'll get better and better at it so just to keep at it because I I um I put it away for a lot of years too because I had an aunt who taught me um my well my grandma taught me but I had an aunt who was teaching me and I worked with her and um she passed away and I I just like put my beads away and I didn't beat for it was like nine years I think maybe less than that and then my husband really wanted to get out back into the the dance circle and he needed a new fresh outfit and so I was motivated and over a summer while I was attending school in Bozeman I finished this outfit for him and he still is wearing it now and he probably needs a new one (laughs) but I don't know when I'll be able to do that (laughs) But, but yeah it's it is a There's, I mean, there's so many different techniques and stuff, you know, everybody does things different. So um, there's a lot of different ways you can, a lot of different kinds of projects that you can do through beading. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I hear like, you got to have a lot of, like you said, a lot of patience for it because I've watched somebody bead and they're just like in the zone.
1: I know with beading, um, I always say like, even those imperfections make it unique you know, if you wanted it like really, really perfect, then somebody can buy something from China, but (laughs) Mm. think about the imperfections. That's what makes it unique. And when i like, I, I like to go to museums and get a lot of inspiration from the designs, like um, especially the Crow designs that I do, because I grew up in Crow. So I don't really do a lot of the Blackfeet designs because I haven't studied enough and to know, you know, the designs really well. Some of my relatives are like, what are you gonna do, Blackbead designs? I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> but I primarily just know like more about my crow designs and my crow history. But anyway, when I go to museums, I like to look at, I love to just study the old crow beadwork. And if you really look at it, it's not perfect, you know, because they didn't have all the tools we have now, like you know all the stuff we can pick up rulers and graph paper and you know all those kind of things they just kind of drew it out and were inspired by nature and the flowers you know and did all this cool abstract art with beads and just with what they had and with the quills like that's something I would love to try I haven't um, worked with quills but you know that's the original before beads that's what they used and that's It's amazing the people that do quill work. It's so it looks so hard. So, how you feel about beadwork? That's how I feel about quill work. (laughs) I'd like to try it someday. I just gotta gotta learn. I would love to learn. But you know, there's so much out there now. It's like videos. If you get on bead TikTok, oh my God, bead talk. You see a lot. (laughs) It's really inspiring. When I need motivation, I just start watching those videos. I'm like, okay okay, I'm going to get started now. Yeah, there's just so many. And I think there's been, I think um, I was reading where somewhere where there's been such a huge increase in younger people since the pandemic, you know, being home and wanting to do something and start. And maybe they've always wanted to start and then that was their chance. But there's been a huge increase in number of young people who've picked up beading and beadwork and that's amazing because once you have that craft and you're creating this art there's so much you can do with it you know you can make yourself out an outfit you can be a fashion designer you can sell even small pieces and always have a business so it's so cool that's neat
0: that's yeah. inspiring like
1: wow. yeah yeah
0: because I, I think about that too. It's like, you know, you always have like, if you need, I don't know, your shirt on gas or something, right, or like groceries, mm-hmm. then you could get, you can get some bead work in, and you could sell it to somebody, you know. And yeah. and I mean, the pandemic too. Like I've heard so many stories, like just not even with like, uh, fashion. It's more of like, like music or like things. Like mm-hmm. some people decided to put their time into while like being locked down in their homes for like a while. Right. Like, cause I was, I got furloughed from work Mm -hmm. for like three months and nothing was open. It was really weird. It was a weird time to be in that, like, in that space. And it was like, okay, well, I can't go anywhere. All the malls are closed and I'm still like getting paid, but I can't buy anything. And it's like, (laughs) you know, like, because it's so weird to, like, not be able to buy anything. I mean, you could DoorDash or something and, you know, to cart your groceries and stuff. But it was a really weird time. And so that's like, for me, that was like, I I was playing video games and I played for like the third week straight. And I was just like, all right, I'm pretty bored and I'm pretty good at this game Mm -hmm. now. Like, what else could I do? And then I always had this idea of like a podcast, but like I was always afraid of like just putting my voice out there and like talking to people. I was real shy and like I just didn't want to feel like I was like interrupting someone's day and like just all this like self-doubt stuff. And finally, man, I just like started doing YouTube and I was like, well, how do I do it? And then what's like what's what's the trickiest part? What's the hardest part of it? And it was like uploading and trying to find a host and like distributing it out everywhere. And like, I, I didn't make that the hard part. What I made the hard part was trying to talk. So I was watching videos of oh God of Joe Rogan and like all these other podcasters. (laughs) And I was trying to be them (laughs) rather than myself. And so, but I mean, and people that I've had on, I mean, they got the same thing. It's like, you know, yeah, I got let go of my job or like, yeah, I got furloughed too. And, and then that created the TikToks, oh, like indigenous TikTok that you're just talking about. Like a lot of our people are like, they were doing skits and they're like making people laugh and all the time, you know, it it, it went into these different projects and it's like now, you know, you see, and where everybody else started to like now, you know, it's like, and still, I mean, it's like, it's very inspirational to see that.
1: Yeah. I know. It's so funny to see all these, even people from my community that were on TikTok. I'm like, wait, they're really shy in real life, but their true character came out of TikTok. (laughs) It was fun to see. oh shoot <laughs> oh shoot the sound went off oh okay. <laughs> yeah oh did it oh it's fine oh, now. Now? we laughed too loud I guess
0: <laughs> keep it down in there no <laughs> um, no but I mean yeah like uh yeah I was I could I'm so glad like I I because it may it help me quit a job that I was just, like hated, but I just felt like I needed it I needed this like I needed all this money to like possibly be happy mm-hmm. and like it was a good job but I was always like just stressed out and like anxiety and all this stuff and And then when that call came to like, say, Hey, you want to come back? Like when we were supposed to come back to work, I was like, no, you know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bet on myself this time. Like for real. Cause I've had a few chances where I could have done that, but I was just afraid to take that leap, you know, like that leap of like, just, I can, I can actually do something that I can put my mind to and I'm not going to quit and I'm just going to see how it goes. And so um, I'd like, And that's how other people felt too. You know, it was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I don't care if people hate it. I don't care if I get laughed at, if I get joked about, I'm just going to do it. And that is like, I say that all the time. It's like the hardest thing to do, you know, like with anything, because it's like people can hate, man. People can hate Yeah, and they can they can run to other people and like, just talk trash about you for no reason. And it's like, why? Like, I don't understand that. And, but that's what people, that's, what that's what I was afraid of. And I know that's what some people are afraid of as well. But like we said in the beginning, man, you just have to do it. Yeah. Do not care what these people say, just do it.
1: Yeah. And that's the culture of social media, unfortunately, too, is for people to hate on something (laughs) like just to something negative. I mean, I, I've been really fortunate, like, you know, there's sometimes there's people with negative stuff to say or whatever, but block, block, block. (laughs) I'm always about the positivity. Like, I just don't like negatives, negative stuff. I almost cussed it. (laughs) Yeah. but i see it yeah i used to be like man when somebody would be commented negative stuff on my husband's like when it's my loved one's stuff i'm like you know like i I used to say stuff but he wouldn't even tell me about it either but yeah but i've chilled i have chilled out (laughs) (laughs) i don't do that no more i just block
0: (laughs) that's the way to do it yeah, you just got to block them and freaking move on because yeah. I mean, that's you talk about, you know, not having that negative energy. I mean, yeah. I had yeah. to learn that, too, you know, like because uh, I would I would hear stuff, but they wouldn't say it to me like to my face, but I would hear about it. And it was like, wow, like, I don't know. I don't know if I should get mad or if I should just like let it go. And then I had to learn like, you know, like we talk about you talk about the. uh energy and everything. Like I just don't even give it any energy. Like, you know, like I just like, I had to like realize like, you know what, like it's not even worth like my time to like address. Like if they hate it, that's fine. If they don't, that's cool. But you know, I heard it through the grapevine and it's like, okay, well I guess, yeah, I guess like I won't ever talk to you, but like, (laughs) you know, like growing up, like, It always be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight you or something. But now it's like (laughs) I just don't even like try to give anything like negative that energy from myself. Yeah, because it's like useless. It's useless to do that where I could, you know, do the same thing and hate on them. You know, why not put it into something creative or like something that's useful with my time or like just, I don't know, just, you know, help help some friends or something. Like I think, but I don't know. I've I hope you don't ever go through that.
1: Like (laughs) (laughs) no, I have like I said, I have a really good support system, and I like especially my friend Cora, who I've gotten close with like over the year and a half, who pushed me and inspired me to do my first fashion show. And of course, my husband and my family, my immediate family, my mom, you know, everybody. But even all the other designers. Like, have they have just been there for me? Like, you need something, you let us know, you know, like, and remember this and remember that. And, like, this girl's a good model, this one's good to work with, you know, it's always been really positive. And, like, it's that's what probably one of the best rewards this whole year, like, starting this business is meeting all these people and having this circle of amazing friends and business women. Like there's, so I have a friend who, her name is Jen Achico and she is, she has a brand Indigenous Icon. She's from Fort Peck in Montana, but she um, lives in Seattle. She just went to Dubai Fashion Week. She's been to every one of my shows with me and I met her like even before I was doing fashion, um, just at that, at this, um, event and it was her first launch of her, um, her makeup and she's yeah she's been doing makeup and so anyway she's been just traveling and now she's heading from Dubai to Denver because they're doing Denver they always do um native max magazine always does uh native fashion in the city so that's this coming weekend during Denver March powwow which I wanted to go I was planning to go and then my son said he's coming home to visit so I had to stay home (laughs) Family over everything.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah.
1: Family first. (laughs) Yeah. But I love how, you know, if you think about it, you think about like corporation and corporate greed where they're all like, it's cutthroat and, um, not that business isn't cut kind of, you know, cutthroat, but if you think about corporations, they want to, you know, take down their competitors, you know, but with um, not that everything's been perfect and everything fairy tale, but um with being in fashion, it's like everyone I've met in fashion has become either brother or sister in my, the fashion world. Like, um, and there are people who I look up to, and it's like I get emotional thinking about it because I have looked up to um Norma Baker, flying horse with Redberry Woman and um. I got to do a show with her in Denver, um, last October. And that was with native max magazine. Um, they put on a show and it was like through the city of Denver too. And then another one I look up to is Dante with, um, sky Eagle collection. And he's taken off. He just came back from New York. Um, mm-hmm. I had to do a show with him and Just all these people I've met, it's just been amazing. Like I look up to them, they inspired me. And now I get to sit at a table with them. And it's just like that's what keeps me going. And they're they're really um and Bethany Yellowtail, I she's my freaking hero. I mean, and she came to my first fashion show in Billings and she said to me, You keep going, you keep doing it. And I was just like, I will, okay, Bethany. (laughs) but man all these people that have inspired me and like just been part of my team and like because of them I've kept going so I love that we all we all support each other we're all supporting each other in this industry and it's like when one wins we all win you know when I see Norma um, designing dresses for Miss America and pageant that's freaking amazing that I shared all that stuff but um one funny thing is that people get mixed up because I'm Choke Cherry Creek and she's redberry woman and they get mixed up with berry and cherry I guess I don't know <laughs> but some people think like I don't know if they think they're the same person or what but I've had people say hey I heard you're gonna be over here and I'm like no that's redberry woman <laughs> But I love how we are as natives, how we're all supporting each other. And yeah, there's that, you know, there's lateral violence that goes on and there's crabs in a bucket mentality of, you know, there's people like that and there's that negativity and stuff. But I have felt so fortunate to see the other side of that, you know, like all this, all this awesome community come together, like natives coming together indigenous people coming together and I always say this it's indigenous people's time (laughs) Mm -hmm. like look at what's going on in the world we're in these different spaces and we're we're being we're on this platform and people are seeing us for who we are and our beautiful culture and not we're not erased we're still here I love being part of that I love being part of that movement and even using fashion shows to push, you know, the, like MMIW, you know, to push the um, movements and to bring that out there where people wouldn't know anything about what goes on in our communities. That's why I say that native fashion and indigenous fashion shows are so different. You know, we're, we are, we're not, it's not just fashion. You know, we're showing who we are, we're showing our culture we're pushing to be seen, to show the world, like, this is who we are, this is, you know, we want to fight for, um, to be treated right, and, you know, so I love that, I love that about it.
0: Yeah, that's very, uh, important that you brought up the whole community side of it, like, yeah. like, yeah, like you said, like, we see, like, the negativity, the crab in a bucket mentality and all that, But also, yeah, we're a part of like the upliftment of each other and this other on this other side. Like, that's how it was like for podcasting. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know of like any other native podcasters and stuff. And then we all just kind of found each other. And like, like they said, like they said that, too. I had some on my podcast and they were just saying like, yeah, like, you know, like if one of us does good, then shoot, we all do good. Like, you know, they just had that great like outlook on what it is like they're trying to do and like just supporting everybody. And so, and I mean, that, that's very important because I see it too. You know, I see like the people you surround yourself with, like, that's, that's very motivational. That's very inspiring. And they say like, you know, what do they say? Uh, You are who you're, you're, you surround yourself with or something like that. I always get that saying wrong, but it's true. You know, like you surround yourself with other creatives and, you know, you, you do all the right things and you you support each other and you do nothing but good for each other and you just like cheer each other on
2: mm-hmm. no
0: matter what, you know. And and I mean, that's it's cool. Like, it's really cool to see like a lot of my friends on like res dogs or like a lot of my friends doing fashion, or like a lot of my friends doing comedy uh, in movies and like or showcasing their art all around the world or like doing music too, like traveling the world and doing their music. Like it's so powerful to see that, you know? And it's like some days shoot, I'll be like, I want to be lazy, but I see something on my Instagram. Like I got to get back to work.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not like for competition, but just like, yeah. you know, it makes me like want to do better.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like that too yeah i like yeah. how you said we all found each other because that's how it is with us like we all call each other fashion sisters and um, all these makeup artists like girls like family you know we found each other so i like that
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i yeah. like being, i like i like the circle getting bigger and just meeting more and more people and man i've been getting so many emails of people wanting to model
2: <laughs> <laughs> i bet oh my gosh
1: i can't even keep up i already ha- i'm like already set really for like not for the whole year but like for the next fashion shows. so i'm not really like looking but i love giving people opportunity though i just i want everybody to have the opportunity but um not everybody can be a model i think <laughs> you get you just have to have confidence I'm, doesn't even matter how you know how you look or walk or what you really need to have confidence that's what I'm always looking for (laughs) but that's the fun part to see to see um like I've had people who modeled for me and it was like their first time and then they just kept going like you know more to more and more fashion shows and to see them now just thriving and just doing like so much it's like awesome as I've had girls who modeled the first time for me and they still are, and they're just doing like amazing. And one of them um even went to Paris with me <laughs> he got to model there. So Dang. that's awesome to see. But yeah. I never discourage anybody though from wanting to model. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, you bring that up too, like modeling, man, like that can be scary in itself. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you're putting on somebody else's design and like me my my thing is like dang I don't want to fall or trip <laughs> you no know, I don't want to yeah, and so awesome. but you know to walk through the runway you know and to be confident like you said like that's that's what it is for everything as well but to be confident and just like strut like do your best like walk show off the the designs and the, the fashion and like just keep doing it i mean um yeah, I never even thought about it. like I know modeling is hard, but I mean, yeah, like you said, do yours and they kept doing it and kept doing it and kept going and yeah. getting your reps in, your repetitions in and your practice and like just shoot, man. Like modeling is big too. It's getting up yeah. there.
1: And it leads to other things, you know, like mm-hmm. acting and all kinds of different opportunities, photo shoots and so much. There's so much to do.
0: Shoot, I know. And uh so you have what do you have coming up?
1: In a few um my, my next show is April 5th at the Reservation Economic Summit in Vegas, and it's at Dre's nightclub, and it's the closing reception for res. Um and it's me and Redberry Woman and Kayla looking horse, three designers. Nice. So that's gonna be and Dre's is like a rooftop nightclub. So it's like outside. It's it's like amazing. We I did it last year too. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, was
0: is, that on the, <laughs> is, is
1: that on the 24th? Uh no, April 5th.
0: Oh, April 5th.
1: Oh, I will be back in Vegas June 24th, though.
0: Yeah.
1: Or the um what Res is it? Vegas. Yeah, yeah at the palms yeah yeah i'll be
0: there too i need to start oh, promoting awesome. that
1: <laughs> i know it's gonna be fun that's, that's gonna be really awesome
0: yeah when is the fashion show is it during the day yeah yeah, yeah. okay
1: like four four o'clock p.m i think before the concert <laughs>
0: yeah well yeah before the concert too it's like the comedy show i'll be hosting so oh, okay. yeah so the fashion show he said he had some other stuff lined up for shout out to joseph man hard worker putting us all on uh indigenous hoops league go go follow and like that page keep up with what he has going on man i mean that man i don't know how he's like just like the amount of work he's putting on in all this and like including me into it man i was like so like shocked i was like really like like heck yeah i'll help out however i can you know and host it whatever but i'm still in shock like <laughs> to like be invited to that and host the comedy show and you know bring a couple local uh com- comedians over there to uh jordan j.i and zebediah no fire but man you know i need to really start promoting that but i'll be there and you will be there is it so who's in that one
1: Oh, I'd have to look at the flyer because I forgot oh um it's just me and him he's his um street in your teepee
2: yeah.
1: yeah in your teepee yeah okay yeah I saw the flyer and I shared it you know for the concert and I was like, oh my God I want to go to this I think that's what I said I want to go to this and here he messaged me are he Emailed me and said, Hey, I'd like to do a fashion show. I was like, What? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. <I'll> go. <laughs> uh, any excuse to go to Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I I've
0: never fun. been there.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it's yeah. fun. There's just so much to do. It's fun. It's like my second home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm <scared>. <laughs> <laughs> There's. It's just fun. I like to go to shows and eat, you know. I mean, I'll be busy that week, though, because. Oh, no, not that week, but res. When I go to res, I'll be busy that week. But, yeah, after res, then I have Gathering of Nations. So I'll be going over there. We're going to do a fashion show like the Wednesday before. And I can't, I think, I can't remember. I know Rebecca's going to go. Rebecca Jarvie will be there for that one. She's my fashion sister. I just yes. love her. She's so sweet. She's a sweet, sweet person. Then I got, in, I'm looking at my schedule now. <laughs> then I got uh, Big Sky Indigifest in May. And then I'm going to Cannes Fashion Festival in Cannes, France. You say it Cannes. I always say Cannes, but Cannes, France. And that's right by the beach. And it's um, during the Cannes Film Festival, which is like the biggest film festival in the world dang it'll be the fashion festival i'll be going to that and then i got las vegas in june then new york fashion week and i would love to go i have to apply but i would love to go to vancouver fashion week in canada Mm. in november so that's what's on my schedule but i've had some um people ask me to go to some other places but i was like I can't because I got to stay home and work on these looks. I can, I just can't keep saying yes. My daughter's like, you got to say no. (laughs) I'm like, I know, I know. It's so fun.
0: (laughs) For real.
1: I'm having fun. (laughs) But yeah, it is fun though. It's just like the camaraderie, you know, like just hanging out with everybody and getting ready and the backstage chaos. It's fun chaos. Yeah, fashion shows are fun for me.
0: (laughs) You think you'll go to uh, Indian
1: Market? Um, Santa Fe? Yeah, Santa Fe. I would love to go. um, If I was invited, I don't know what I would do because it's during our annual Crow Fair. Mm. The same time every year. So if it fell on a different day, that'd be great. (laughs) But. But I, it's it would be such an honor. I mean, everybody love everybody wants to go. You know, I like I always hear that like everybody wants to go there. That's always the place. But um, I would love to go. But I was telling my mom like if I got invited, I would probably cry. And I don't know what I would do. I'd probably have to fly in and then fly right back. <laughs> it's just. I never miss Crow Fair and I'm always here for my family. I'm the one cooking. I'm like, you know, we set up our whole camp and we camp in our teepees all week and like we have the parades and it's like it's our annual, you know, it's like a family family reunion and it's it's really hard to miss. So that always falls on the same time. But I'd like to go to Phoenix for the Herd Museum Market, Herd Market that just passed. That was... um. Was that last week, March fourth, two weeks ago? Really? They have they do fashion shows and um, Hmm. market and stuff. When is that? Um, when? Yeah. It's it's uh, usually the first weekend in March. Oh okay. Yeah, and they had a fashion show. I forgot what the title of it is. Um, and they asked me to go, but it was just too last minute.
0: Hmm. Huh, I'm gonna have to look into that one too.
1: Yeah, Herd for next
0: year.
1: It's the Herd Museum that puts it on. I've never been, but since it's a time when I can go, I would like to go, but maybe next year. Yeah. I'd like to submit beadwork for it too, because they do, you know, like the same thing as Santa Fe, and you can submit beadwork and um, win, possibly win some money.
2: That's always good.
1: I've never done that before. I've never. That would be a dream of mine to have to do that. But even just to have like my stuff in a museum, that'd be cool. That'd That'd be be dope. That'd be really
2: cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do some cool work, put in a museum.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome. I love going to museums. So, well, last year I, when we were in New York, you know, going to the fashion show and i really wanted to go and it i ended up i end up getting to go i'm gonna go <laughs> um i was standing in Times square and i was like tell my daughter i want to be i want to be on one of these billboards someday <laughs> i will be because that show is going to put me on a billboard it yeah. won't be like a huge huge one but that'll be one dream Just one check off my bucket list <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'll get up there. I mean, that'll be in September. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to New York either. That'd be a place to go.
1: Yeah. It's a must-see, I think, but I wouldn't want to live there. It's just like concrete jungle. Just nothing but buildings. Just for miles. (laughs) It's crazy.
0: Are people mean?
1: I didn't notice. Like... I don't know. They're just in their own little bubble. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say like people are real friendly, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think what?
1: people in France were kind of rude some sometimes though. Like oh, these really? French people. <laughs> they were kind of they kind of get frustrated with you when you don't because you don't know you just you don't know French. If you don't know French, they kind of get like frustrated.
2: Mm. But
1: yeah, it's kind of different, the culture, but it's neat. It's kind of neat. When we went, it was just awesome. That was a dream, too, just to see Eiffel Tower and to go. That was
0: Man. really awesome. Man, that'd be, yeah, that's another place, too, i been. I'd like to go someday. I will go someday. Yes. I, I manifest as well. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> that was my first time ever using my passport. Like, I got a passport because I wanted to travel, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever got to use it. So, I mean, besides going to Canada, but I, they didn't make me show my passport when I went, I just drove, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the first time I ever got to leave the country. So that was really cool.
0: That's dope, man. Well, um, we'll go ahead and cut it here, but thank you for yeah. coming on, Angela. I really do appreciate your time. And I loved hearing about, you know, your company and everything you do and all the places you've been and the places you will go. Um, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in Vegas yeah. June 24th. June,
1: yeah.
0: Everyone we'll get your tickets.
1: Somewhere all together, our families.
0: You have to show us a spot.
1: Yeah, I'll be your tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and this is t-
1: <laughs> for real. That's how I will be. <laughs> I've been there a lot. I like that place. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you guys around. <laughs> yes
0: i'm looking forward to it but uh, let everybody know where to follow you and keep up with you
1: yeah um i well i have my page on facebook it's just chokecherry creek and also on instagram and um i'm not on tiktok a whole lot i mean, I have videos but i try to i try to post but it's angela r how and it's chokecherry creek and then um My website is chokecherrycreekdesigns.com.
0: So everybody go follow her, keep up with her, check out the website, follow her on TikTok. And uh, do you have like a list on your website too of where you're going to be at? Like at these different events we talked about?
1: Oh, not on my website. I need to do that, but I do have it on my um, my pages, like on my um, Instagram and my Facebook page. Okay. I put up a flyer with my schedule
2: awesome yeah Yeah.
0: well uh yeah everybody go check her out keep up with her um make sure you follow her on uh, instagram as well check out everything she has posted about where she's going to be at and hit her up for (laughs) your shows and uh but yeah
2: buy (laughs) buy some
0: clothes man buy some clothes don't be afraid to get what you want from the website and But yeah, uh, once again, thank you so much. I did appreciate this and yeah, man, just looking forward to meeting you and hanging out at the, uh, old res Vegas. Go get your (laughs) tickets. Yep.
1: Yep. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. Of
1: course. Do what? Say hi to your wife too.
0: (laughs) Oh, I will. Yeah. She's going too. So you'll meet her. She'll, she'll freak out. Oh, cool. (laughs) But uh, everybody, go follow Okie Podcast if you have not yet. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow me at Okie Podcast at Russimus forty nine. My personal on Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle. Okie Podcast is available on Facebook as well. Uh, check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation Podcast. Uh, that's another podcast I do with myself, Chris Hill, Tyler Randall, and Yehola Tiger. Yehola is kind of off and on because he moved but check us out spotify apple where you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our youtube channel hit that bell so you can get notified when we have content and uh check us out on tiktok at reservation underscore mysteries as well and and more information will be coming out about res vegas but go check all of us out there but uh yeah so until next time everybody, peace